WRKS Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. It's now morning. Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide. Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. It's now morning. Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Zone. Good morning. Welcome in to the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. I am your host, Bo Bounds. Thanks for making us your sports and entertainment show of choice in the wonderful state of Mississippi. You know, I'll take the weather the last the last day or two till uh, well till fall hits. That's not going to be. That's not going to happen. But. When it drops 20 degrees and the humidity kicks out a little bit, that was nice. We were at a party uh, last night on the reservoir, and, man, it felt great. I mean, it felt really, really good. And then Wendy and I got home. We went out on the back porch, which is on a lake, and uh, had a nice little, oh, should I go golf here? Ooh, should I bring out my golf commentator this early in the show? I think we need it. What the hell? Okay. Uh, had a had a nice little crosswind, right? Ooh. Cross uh, breeze going on there on the back porch last night as we wrapped up the um, the evening. I had a lot of kids at my house, but uh, other than that, it's good. I've got Jason with me. Want to say good morning to you. Want to give you a strong recommendation to go to. The Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge. It's a beautiful place. I don't know what it is. 20,000 square feet, um, 40 TVs, full bar, food. You can go ahead and uh, you know bet on college football, NFL. They've got all the lines up. I walked in the other day. I was like, and when you can see the games all on all the screens in the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook, you're like, okay. We're going to get there. We are going to get there eventually. And, you know, you see Florida and Utah. And you see LSU and Florida State. And some of the games that, you know, we hope are are good. I did not realize how many teams are playing in, and let me give you another air quote, week zero this year. And are you ready for week zero to be the first week going forward because of the um, well college football playoff, they got to figure that schedule out. So they're going to move everything up a week. I sure think they are. Um, you know, I, I I I think of that song, "Hot, Hot, Hotter Than Hell," but uh, it is what it is, I guess, right? Because there's only so many weeks. NFL dominates. You know, later, obviously, when you get into the Christmas, well, the NFL, excuse me, the NFL dominates, period. But you're not going to be able to go toe-to-toe with them on the weekends in December or January. So I guess it is what it is. Instead of Labor Day weekend being opening weekend for college football, and it may be even next year or the next, it's going to be week zero 
which this year is August 26th. It sounds early. But, you know, I've always thought it was crazy. Like, um, oh, what was that? Oh, MRA plays like a week early sometimes than everybody else. Um, I mean, you know, and maybe two weeks earlier than like MHSAA. Um, I mean, I felt like they they were kicking it off real, real early. It's crazy when you get like an August, I may be off a little bit here, but like August 11th high school football game. You're talking about thick, thick, thick heat. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. So um, I would stay away from a super strong non-conference schedule if I was a high school. But um, because people are all focused on the last game, um, not the first few. But uh, but I get it. You know, all good. So week zero, I'm looking at here. I mean, we got games left and right. At least it'll give people an opportunity to have something on the TV. And it will also give people an opportunity to gamble a little bit. Jason, you ever gambled on a football game? Uh, yes, and I've lost too much money. So I don't do it much Okay. Anymore. Did you have a buddy in college that just that couldn't get enough of it? Um, yes, and, uh, and I won't say his name, but most definitely. Anything, he'll, he'll bet on cornhole, he'll bet on, I'll race you to the mailbox. Anything he can think yeah. of, he'll do it. Yeah, I, I have, I have some of those buddies, too. Um, you know, Florida, Utah is playing on Thursday night. They're, they're playing on the Thursday night before Labor Day weekend. So, I hate that game. For Florida, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I, I love it for me because I hope it's a good game. Uh, but I don't. I don't like it for you know Florida and and Billy Napier. Um, that's scheduling too tough because you already have a, a non conference Power Five game every year against Florida State. No point in adding another one against Utah, especially a Utah program that is really really well coached and has won a ton of games the last few years. We're going to have uh, Tom Luganbill on the show. Lugs is back. He spent like 10 days in Hawaii. Wow. He did some work for ESPN. I don't know if they were running camps, recruiting camps or what. And then he did some uh, vacationing, which I do not blame him. So Tom Luganbill, and he's going to be joining us from the car. So I don't know how that, what that connection is going to be like. Uh, I don't know where he's going, but... Um, yeah, Lugan Bill will join us at 8.30. We'll talk some SEC football and college football. Uh, Jason wanted to try to sell that Quinshawn Judkins was a Heisman candidate <laughs> yesterday late in the show. And uh, while Quinshawn Judkins is a heck of a football player, um, we all know that Quinshawn Judkins um, is, you know, not going to have a chance to win it because – you really have to go ten and two, which Ole Miss is not going to do. But really, you need to go eleven and one. I mean, this day and age, it's what did we decide a month or two ago that the last time a team with three wins had a uh, no? I'm sorry, the last time a Heisman Trophy winner was from a team with, I guess, over two losses or three losses was RG three at Baylor. I want to say the year that Baylor went nine and three. I don't remember what they did in the bowl game, but does it matter? I mean, they may have gone 10-3. and three, They may have gone 9-4. and four. 
but he won it on a team that was good, but wasn't clean or perfect. And so, uh, you know, 10 and 2 is really the floor, but the voters, and it's all nonsense, but the voters are really 11 and 1, you know, 12 and 0. So you're looking at, although I don't know, maybe there could be a love affair with, um, let me walk that back. This could be a different year. There could be a love affair with, with Caleb Williams. Yeah. And Southern Cal. I'll have to go through their schedule. Uh, everybody wants them to be good. And when they are good, the I don't even know if we have a national media. Most of them have been let go. Um, <laughs> are we national? We've done millions of live streams out of the state of Mississippi and millions of downloads on Apple Podcasts and Spotify over the years um, outside the state. Of course, we don't plan on getting let go. But um, anyway, the how about this? The guys on ESPN get worked up over over Southern Cal, and I get it. Massive, massive brand from a big market, and we need some West Coast representation. Oregon can't do it. They don't have quite enough muscle. It's a good story. The uniforms phenomenon from 2002 to whatever, 2008, that got everybody really hot and bothered, and that was fun. But people, people in the SEC don't, you know, try to find their remote for Oregon. Now, if Southern Cal's good, they'll try to find their remote. Um, but Caleb Williams is out there, and he and Jaden Daniels and a couple of the quarterbacks um, have to be, you know, in the catbird seat for the Heisman. Quinshawn will have a good year. But, um, yeah, you just got to win a, a, bun- a bunch of games. The Michelob Ultra caller line is 601 70 No, 601-995-995-1059. Twitter handle, at Bo Bounds. Your John Deere tractor. Ag up equipment. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Z-Biotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Oh, look at this. Uh, Nashville T is on the Ag Up Equipment text line. We may have to send this guy something. He is listening from Apple Valley, California. My God, what time is it there? 5.15 in the morning? Dude, I love you. 
Nashville T is listening from Apple Valley, California. I love the live streaming. Thank you for streaming it on thezone1059.com or the Out of Bounds radio app. There's other platforms, too. Um, Robert St. John shared with us that you could tell Alexis, I think, 105.9 The Zone ESPN or something. But, uh, yes, thank you for streaming the show in your house, in your office, while you're working out, um, wherever you are, in your car. I mean, we'd love for you to be on the 50,000-watt FM dial. 105.9 105.9 The Zone, but uh, shout out to Nashville T in Apple Valley, California. And thanks for letting us know on the John Deere Tractor Ag Up Equipment text line. John Deere Tractor Ag Up Equipment text line. Good morning. Welcome in. Jason with me. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. Tom Luganbill will join us at 8.30. Steve Robertson at 9.30. Both will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Um, I watched some of the All-Star game last night. How about Brent Rooker? Nice double by Rooker. You know? Um, What a great story. I mean, that guy is just an absolute – he's got talent, but he's a grinder. He is a grinder. Another one of the many Mississippi State baseball players the last – 13 years that have made it up to Major League Baseball. It's really remarkable. Never seen anything like it in the state of Mississippi. This many guys make it all the way up to MLB. And as you all know, in the last month, we've had Gray Kessinger from Ole Miss and Jordan Westberg from Mississippi State make it, punch their ticket. And you know how difficult it is. There have been very, very, very talented players get up in that double-A and triple-A space and come within a fingernail of getting there and not get there. And, you know, so many so many factors. Oh, my gosh. But uh, that was fun last night. I liked the National League jerseys last night better than the American League. I didn't hate the American League jerseys by any stretch, but, man, I thought the National League jerseys were clean. I liked that blue and then that uh, that gray hat. I really thought that was that was tight, or as my son would say, lit or electric. So, whatever direction you want to go this morning is uh, is fine with us. But it was fun to watch, and it was good to see um, Brent Rooker in the game among some other guys. Um, the whole A Rod Big Poppy Jeter broadcast on the first row behind the. Uh, whatever, just, just to the, uh, I guess if you're facing the plate to the left of the plate or facing the pitcher, excuse me, to the left of the plate, I thought it was all right. I thought it was okay. I get what they're trying to do. Um, I may have put them in a suite or something like that, but they were, you know, field level. And so that's, that works. Um, all right. So the Michelob Ultra caller line is 601-995-1059. Twitter handle at Bowbounds. Twitter handle at Bowbounds. And then your Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Let me ask. I got to ask Nashville T. He's listening to the show at 515 in the morning Pacific Coast time. That is awesome. We owe that man something. 
We'll send him something somewhere. I think he. I guess Nashville T means he's in that. He's from Nashville or lives in Nashville, and um, but he's out in Apple Valley, California, and listening. Hey, I wanted to go over a couple of things non-sports because we're about to go heavy sports this show, and I don't like that sometimes. But I love talking about you know weird stuff and and food and beverage and you know whatever else is going on travel. Um, I got a trip next week to Kentucky to bourbon country with my friends, and I'm really, really excited. We're going to stay in Lexington. It's my favorite SEC town. Um, It should be a little cooler up there, nine hours north. Uh, Let's go to Tony's. Great steakhouse and seafood house right downtown in Lexington. I've told you Calipari loves it. Every time I'm in there, I see somebody from Kentucky basketball in there. I'm really looking forward to that. The next night we'll go to Frank and Dino's, which is kind of like our – it's pretty swanky. Uh, or bougie, as the younger generation would say. Um, <laughs> and, and Jason's going to have to let me know if there's another name now for bougie. But Frank and Dino's were going there the second night, and it's kind of like our Kate, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, you know, it does that, does that kind of – it, it, I mean, it's not exact by any stretch, but it's very, you know, Kate has a very cool factor, bar, yeah, very cool bar. Uh, you know, obviously Derek um, cooks great food. Um, it's high quality, very well done. You know, all all, all those things. So, and Kate's not really in my rotation. Um, wow. In fact, I haven't been since COVID. Man, they have good uh, wine. They have a great wine list. Like, yeah, they ha- look everything. They the the building's beautiful. the The layout's very nice. I'm a big bar guy. Um, I it just it's just not. I, I need to get it back in in the rotation, for sure. They they do an amazing job. But uh, you know, I'm at, I'm I'm bouncing into Kessler and some other places. Been going to Enzo some. Uh, I go into Jackson to Bravo. Um, then I go to the dives, I've been to lose full serve several times. I went to LV's recently for lunch. Um, stopped by Kiefer's about a month and a half ago. Yeah. But I can't be everywhere. I mean, I am amazing, Jason, <laughs> but I can't be everywhere at the same time. No, I wanted to talk about this. There's a couple of things that, that jumped out at me on national days. And one is simplicity day in a world where we overthink things. For example, our sports teams. Mississippi State Bulldogs, Ole Miss Rebels, Saints, Cowboys, you know, whoever it is you follow. In baseball right now, you may be in the Braves, Cardinals, Cubs. You know, there's some automatic Yankees and and Dodgers fans and so on. But, you know, simplicity wins. And Mike Leach was a great example of that. Um, You know, should he be in the College Football Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Um, Whatever his winning percentage was, 59.8. And it has to be 60. Um, but, yeah, Leach is a college football Hall of Famer. One big at Texas Tech. One big at Washington State. And had a hell of a season last year. Uh, beating Arizona. Um, beating A&M. Beating Arkansas. Beating Auburn. Beating Ole Miss. Um, and with, with what I would describe as a solid team. Yeah. You know, no special players. Um, you know, some good players, right? I mean, Emmanuel Forbes is legit. Um. Uh, Crumity didn't play that much. Uh, Bookie Watson's legit. Uh, 
Oh, I just the lineman's name escapes me, but um, he's legit. Will Rogers is legit. So you know, but 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 no, like real star power like Mississippi State and Ole Miss has had at times, and they won because of Mike's offensive system. You know, you can say what you want about it. I know it drove some people crazy. Without it, without it, you're off of the last three years. And and I can't wait to see what Kevin Barbet does as far as incorporating more run. Because I think when you're at Mississippi State and Ole Miss, you have to have the ability to throw it. And you have to rep it. You may not rep it quite as much as Mike Leach did, but you got to rep it damn near as much. I mean, that... You have to, and Mississippi State's never been good at pitching and catching until the last couple of years. You know, you had a couple. Dak had two years and this and that, but for the most part. And I'm very interested to see how much more run. I mean, I, I like a few more, but not a lot. Not a lot. Your ability to throw it's why you beat A&M on the road and Auburn on the road and 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 won those games um, last year. The show is powered by MississippiSportsMedicine.com and Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center. Good morning. Welcome in. Tom Luganbill at 830 on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. All right, good morning. Welcome in. Out of Bounds, driven by the Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. The all-new body style of the Nissan Pathfinder at Canon Nissan in Jackson. We're streaming live on thezone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. This is ESPN 1059 The Zone. And we want to welcome in uh, Hale State great defensive lineman there in the late 70s, early 80s, part of that uh 1980 team that beat Alabama and went on to the Sun Bowl. And uh, Tyrone Keyes went on to have a very successful career um, in the NFL and off the field, uh, doing some great work the last couple of decades. He, uh, friend and teammate of the late, great Johnny Cooks, and they were part of some unbelievable defenses. And we welcome in Tyrone Keyes on the show. Tyrone, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, our condolences. I know how close you and Johnny Cooks were, um, but we thought that we would bring you on to share um, your friendship, celebrate him as both a person and a player. When was the... I just watched the clip that you sent me during the break. When was the first time you met Johnny Cooks, Tyrone? We, we met on a recruitment trip at uh, Mississippi State there and, uh, in, in uh, 76, uh, one of the games there. And uh, we just talked about uh, let's do it together. You know, we, we develop a good friendship. And uh, we were just – he loved Mississippi State. I loved Mississippi State from back in the day when – when they uh, the days of Rocky Felker and uh, Walter Packer, Ray Costa, Sam Nichols, Stan Black, I used to go to the stadium and just watch through the fence. Didn't have the uh, I just 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 used to park the car, and just watch the games from the fence, and watch that Mississippi State Florida game back in '76 there, and say, hey, one day I want to be there. That was a 
that was a special class, very special class that y'all were a part of, Tyrone. It was uh, the, cl- the class that, uh, as, as I was sharing uh, in my Hall of Fame uh, induction speech, that uh, uh, I never forget. Uh, Johnny was building the team back then because he he called me on, on signing day just to find out what I was going to do because the night before I told him I was going to wait. And then he said, man, you know, I thought we were going to go up there together. So, you know, myself, Glenn Collins, Willie Jackson, Martin McDowell, Alan Massey, and, of course, Alan and I played together. And we I knew he was already committed. But everybody had committed except for me. And Johnny uh, made that push that morning, and uh, I said, hey, you know, I'm going to pull the trigger. I'm going to pull the trigger. Because at that time, uh, uh, you know, signing day was back in December. Okay. Okay. The national signing day was in December, and the, uh, uh, well, the intent day was in December, and then later on, uh, it was in, uh, national signing day was in February. And then that's when Jackie Sherrill came down and uh, was able to get Hugh Green and Rooster Jones to 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 uh, go to Pitt, and uh, he tried one last push for me to go to Pitt, but uh, I wanted to keep my commitment. Ah, Coach Sherrill was at Pitt at that time. All right, before going to A and M, so we're visiting with Super Bowl champion Tyrone Keys. I uh, had a great career at Mississippi State along with Johnny Cooks and several others that he just referenced. I mean, so many of those guys on the defensive side. Offense, too, but on the defensive side of the football, went on to play in the NFL, and uh, they ripped off a ton of wins in 1980, including the one over Bama, where they had to stop the Bama offense um, all day and held them, to, held them to three points. So when y'all get up to campus, did you – Tyrone, did you and Johnny Cooks hit it off right from the start? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, we played in the All Star game together. Okay, and uh, we played we played in the All Star game together, and that was that was my first time ever playing with somebody that uh, in high school that was uh, chewing red man back then. <laughs> <laughs> he was chewing, he was chewing snuff. <laughs> Girlfriend was chewing snuff, and I just we were just uh, it was kind of unique. Uh, it was different but uh yeah no we 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 were instantly uh uh friends and then um uh yeah johnny was a special guy man he was always cracking jokes he was funny he was country and he didn't care about people uh messing with him about being country and he was sharing with us about his uh about uh he was a sharecropper his families were sharecroppers and and how they uh tried to give him a, a the people that he was sharecropping, his family was sharecropping for, they offered to buy him a, a new tractor not to go to school. <laughs> and uh, we, we were just, we were just, we had, he had so many fun, uh, he had so many jokes and funny jokes about uh, growing up as a farmer and uh, running back and forth to practice and uh, running, going, walking five miles to school after practice, me walking five miles from uh, practice back home. Are you serious? And going into Oh yeah. Yeah, Johnny was he when you think about it, uh he was like a folk hero, man. He was like a the stories he used to tell us uh, uh about uh you know, growing up as you know, having a farm before 
uh, uh, milk the cows and do all that kind of work before school and then come home after practice and after walking two or three miles home and uh, and then coming home to do chores. And uh, it was kind of funny. And then at the end of the day, when he got drafted, he ended up buying that whole place there for his family. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. He was like he was like a storybook story. It was like he was like a storybook man. He was like a folk hero. That I have not. We we have heard some stories the last few days. That is that's why we brought you on. I have not heard that one. That's special right there. Tyrone Keys, friend and teammate of Johnny Cooks, Super Bowl champion with the Bears, joining us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line, and they were part of some uh, fantastic teams. So. So Johnny Cooks, so he's from Leland in the Mississippi Delta and out in the country. You're from Callaway and and more of kind of the city guy, right? And you guys just, even though you're somewhat opposites upbringing, you, you hit it off when you got, before that, as you said, during recruiting visit and the All-Star game, but really hit it off once y'all, I guess, moved into MacArthur, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, Johnny was like I said, he he was from the he was from the Delta, but he was he was wise, man. He was very wise, and he knew what he wanted. He he knew why we were going up to Mississippi State, and uh, he said we're going up there. We're going to do something special. We're going to beat the bear and this and that. And uh, never forget, uh, I never forget uh, that Mississippi State. Well, that six to three game there. I never forget uh, when it was fourth and one. Uh, uh, they were trying to decide. Alabama was trying to decide, and Johnny went over there saying, "You the bear, go for it. You the bear, go for it." <laughs> we were saying, "Johnny, get back, man. They are, they'll call the penalty. They looking for anything. They, they, hey, to give them any kind of leverage because at that point in time they were not. Uh, they they hadn't crossed fifty yard line the whole game, you know. Uh, oh, oh, but you know they offensively they had not crossed the fifty yard line. Uh, I think we fumbled at the right before half, and they were able to kick a field goal. But uh, yeah, Johnny was—he uh, was just a highly confident guy, and uh, he had that type of confidence, like a uh, like a Muhammad Ali, you know, to, to us, man. He was just always—he always believed in himself. Uh, he just always believed in himself and betted on himself. And look, I know you had a bunch of leaders on that side of the ball, including yourself. But was he the was he the alpha and leader at that time? Oh no, no, no doubt about it. Uh, uh, I would tell you one of one of the stories uh, after we lost the USM. Uh, we we lost the USM that Sunday morning. Johnny and I we got up and uh, we walked over to Coach Millar's office and. Uh, it's a, you know, basically just apologizing. We're just apologizing to uh, Coach Ballard and uh, and uh, you know Johnny and uh, yeah, we just kind of just met and said let's, let's go talk to Coach Ballard. As, you know, we were eating breakfast and we said let's go talk to Coach Ballard and and he was he said that um, you know what he needed out of us as leaders and and and. Um, that's when we decided to win the rest of our games. Of course, Johnny was more boastful to say it uh, when we came out of the team meeting that night. Uh, the reporters were the reporters were out there, 
and and Johnny say we're gonna win the rest of them, and they said, well, you got Alabama, you got Auburn. He said we're gonna win the rest of them. Wow. And uh, we're gonna win the rest of them, and and we did. We ran the table. We, we ran the table, and uh, it was just uh, yeah, we we ran the table, man, and uh, it, it was it was uh, it was three goal line stands too. I mean, basically Auburn. Was the goal line stands? Uh, me and and Johnny led the way. He led the way that 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 first game against Miami. We played Jim Kelly and those guys, and Johnny picked up the pass there, took it to the end zone there. He got the party started, and uh, and uh, he had a huge game against Alabama, and uh, and uh, that was that. And we had a closeout win against Ole Miss that year, and we completed the. Uh, what we said we were going to do. Winning out after um, answering the call after the Southern Miss loss. Impressive. We're visiting with Tyrone Keys from Jackson. Uh, joining us on the Out of Bounds show. Played at Mississippi State. Very successful career. Then on to the NFL with a few teams. Uh, part of that Chicago Bears team that won the Super Bowl over the New England Patriots in the Superdome. Um, in the mid eighties under, uh, Ditka, but more importantly, buddy Ron. Um, okay. You got, can you share, I was at that super bowl. I was a kid in new Orleans when y'all smoked the, uh, the Patriots Tyrone. Can, can you share a funny, a good story, a buddy Ron story? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I was thinking about Johnny too. Um, I was thinking about Johnny because he he called the the day before he passed, uh, and uh, I just uh, I just got emotional on the phone. He said, "Man, don't don't get emotional." He said, "You know, I want to be. We got to bring this NIL back to the older players." <laughs> he said, "When I get out, I'm going to be doing autographs, and I'm going to get you guys to go with me, and uh, we're going to start a new NIL." Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, and he was, uh, he said, you know, basically, you know, I've had both legs amputated. Uh, I can't, he says something about his hands, his, his fingers on both hands. And uh, he said, I couldn't text you, man, but I got every message that you were sending. And so in the mornings, I would, you know, we all get these motivational messages uh, from people in the mornings and, and I go to Tony Dungeon's uh, fellowship on Wednesday nights, and our we send out messages from time to time. And uh, I I look at them. And I said, "This would be a good one to send to Johnny." And you know, I didn't hear back from him for like ten months. You know, because he called me the day that he was he was going to the hospital. The three significant calls I got from Johnny was on signing day. Last year, he was going to the hospital. He said he was going up there because he had fluid on his chest, on his heart, around his heart. And then the next thing I know, he was in there for months and months and months, uh, pretty much unresponsive. And the next time I heard from him was on Wednesday. And, uh, man, it was 1 o'clock in the daytime, and I was like, I just I just almost just passed out you know i saw the number pop up and by not by being his number i said gotta be him gotta be him because his wife has a number has another number so i knew you know i knew he had to be 
calling, and it was that same call, that same feel that uh, in 1976, in 1976. And uh, he said, man, I just had to call you. I just had to call you, and uh, I just want to let you know you helped me get through all of this and this and that. And and he was, you know, naming people that, uh, and, you know, I mean, at the time, he can tell I was emotional on the phone. He said, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. He said, hey, we're going to be going to the first game, and you won't even have to worry about uh, uh, parking because I'm going to have parking right up front. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, man, this guy got a sense of humor in this situation that he's, you know, with the challenges he's facing. And uh, that was that's the lessons that you learn from a Johnny Cooks right there. And, uh, you know, the other quick story I want to share about Johnny is uh, in 1980, right before we went out to the to play Alabama, we were the last two to come out of the locker room. 98 and 99, we always try to come out last just so we can watch everybody, uh, watch everybody, watch the troops, as we would say. And then we looked at each other, we said, and we just looked, we looked at each other. I'd be our eyes locked. And uh, we said, we ain't going to say nothing. Today is the day. Today is the day. And uh, that's, I, I remember that the rest of my life. Today is the day. And so there you go right there. Those are some typical moments of the, the legend of Johnny Cooks and uh, that I have fun memories of, and those memories will live with me forever. So there wasn't any doubt in his mind as y'all walked out on Veteran Memorial Stadium and on the field that uh, that it was going to happen, that y'all were going to be the number one Alabama Crimson Tide, 28-game winning streak, back-to-back national champs, and that it was going to happen that day. No doubt. No doubt. Because there was no doubt in practice that week when when Emory Ballard said, uh, I'm going to be with the defense all week. And uh, I know what I'm doing because I invented it. And so now I have the horses to do what I wanted to do, well, you know, a few years ago. But I, could, I mean, in years past, but the opportunity has presented itself, and I have the horses to do it. What uh, Tyrone Keys, a great player at Mississippi State, decade plus in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, close friend, teammate to Johnny Cooks. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Um, do you remember the celebration that night after the big win over Alabama? <laughs> well, I remember uh, Bear Bryant coming in our locker room. Oh, what was that like? Uh, uh, it just got real quiet. And he said, you guys played the game the way the game is meant to be played. He said, y'all thoroughly beat us. And, uh, you know, it was just, we were shocked to see him because we were in there celebrating. And uh, he came in and took off his hat, you know, and said, this is, this is, I just have to give respect where respect is due. And, uh, you know, it took a lot to, for him to do that because the fans that stormed the field, so you have to understand what he had to walk through, you know, fans, uh, uh, drunken fans. He <laughs> <laughs> had to walk through all of that. And, but he felt like it was important for him to, uh, 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 you know, as a legend that he, well, a person who had built college football to a certain degree, 
he felt like uh, he he knew what he 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 knew what he saw. Now years later, when I played with other guys like Jeremiah Castile and guys who played at Alabama, they said, "Well, Tyrone, what you don't know is we had to go straight to the practice field when we got back to Tuscaloosa." Wow. <laughs> and uh, yep. <laughs> Wow! So they they had to practice after I get when they got back to Tuscaloosa after losing to to Mississippi State. Tyrone Keys, uh, defensive lineman uh, for Mississippi State, and went on to the NFL. Joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, one hundred five nine The Zone, ESPN. Um, great stories, Tyrone, of your friend and uh, and teammate Johnny Cooks. And I did not realize that he had gone back and, and bought that land in or around Leland, Mississippi after he made the NFL. That's that's pretty darn powerful right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Johnny and I, over the years, uh, uh, he would call and he said, you know, I want to help, you know, with what you're doing, it's sending kids to college. And he would uh, quietly uh, uh, pay for their books there. And uh, he did all that kind of stuff quietly. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we were always talk about uh, philanthropy stuff, philanthropy. And uh, I went back to the Boys and Girls Club where he was working at uh, in the 90s after he retired. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, he was – Johnny just had a big heart for kids. He had a huge heart for kids there. And, uh it, you know, he didn't care about whether somebody – he, he didn't like it, always like his name to get out there and for doing stuff like that, for doing mm-hmm. things, uh, philanthropic stuff. He felt like it should come from the heart. And uh, since he didn't he, – he he wasn't known for doing it, uh, he would quietly help out a lot of organizations and help people. Wow, that's special. That's special. Tyrone Keys on the Out of Bounds Show. Tyrone, um, thank you so much for your time today. And uh, we can't thank you enough. The listeners are commenting um, on our text line of the stories that you're sharing about your friend and teammate. And we really, really appreciate it. And I hope you're doing well. And and thanks again for taking some time today. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. And uh, Johnny Cooks is uh, you you can look – I would say crooked Lincoln crook, crooked crooked places. You'll never find another Johnny Cook. I'm telling you, he was one of a kind. He was just a special guy. He was the fastest big man that people had seen uh, during that time period, and uh, he was a bona fide leader. And it wouldn't have happened uh, the success uh, at Mississippi State that 1980s season. Uh, he, he was the ultimate key. And I always tell Johnny, and I always tell Singletary, man, I was blessed, man, to play with the two of the greatest middle linebackers of all time. I said two things that happened that I, I've always been able to tell the youth is that if you get together and you make a commitment, I say after the USM game, hey, we got knocked down, but we got back up and we ran the table. In Chicago, Miami Dolphins got embarrassed. We got embarrassed on Monday Night Football. We went back to the studio that morning. Walter Payton said, "We're gonna, we're gonna just talk about it. Gonna let the world know 
that we're going to shuffle to the Super Bowl. And that was a bold statement. I couldn't even believe we were going to do something like that. But then again, quietly, we donated the money to charity. That was the key. And we ran the table because we did that 12 weeks. We did that in the 12th week. Wow. And wow. so those two teams, uh, those two teams have definitely, uh, uh, it was special. And they had special players on those teams and special coaches on those, and on those teams there. Yes, they did. Uh, Tyrone Keys played with Johnny Cooks, Mike Singletary, Walter Payton, among others. And uh, thanks so much, Tyrone. Take care. We appreciate you. Okay. Y'all have a great Monday. Tyrone Keys on the Out of Bounds Show. ESPN 105.9 The Zone sharing some amazing stories of his friend and teammate, number 99, Johnny Cooks. If you missed any of that, you can go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds a little bit later today. We'll have Zach Arnett on. Zach Arnett, Hell State football coach at 930 today. Tyrone Keys, unbelievable interview.